This is Horsepower Happenings. Every once in a while, you get to the racetrack, and that pesky little bug crawls up and bites you, and you go, man, I ought to dust off my driver's seat. No, I'll I'll never go back. uh, I'll never go back to full-time racing. I'm too old. I mean, there's there's some guys older than me still doing it. God bless them. Distinguished news, industry insight, and exclusive interviews. We wrapped it up at the end of last year. I will tell you this. We are going to run. You're the first person that's actually been told this officially. With Zach Heiser. Here comes Jared Horstman to the inside. He's got Max Stambaugh picked off. He's around Chase Ryan now. Jared Horstman up to third down the back straightaway. And Rich France. The number 11 Hilliker machine does have a flat right front tire, uh, some body damage. He may be able to come down into the hot pit and uh, replace his tire and get back out. Michigan Short Track Racing Authority. This is Travis Stemler. Joe Westbrook, driver of the Hills Racing 47 This is Barry Marlowe. This is 14-time ARCA champion Ron Allen. This is three-time dirt car UMP national champion Rusty Schlink. And this is Horsepower Happenings. Good evening, race fans, and welcome into Horsepower Happenings on a beautiful Monday evening. Holy smokes, it's been a nice day here in southern lower Michigan. Um, If not for you, I'm kind of sorry. I don't know. Windows were down on the truck today, so it was a good day. We got a lot to talk about. A couple of great people joining us this evening. But first, let's take a look at what's happening in a Motor City Minute. The brand new Atlanta Motor Speedway was on tap this weekend for uh, all three of NASCAR's uh, major sanctions and it started with the truck series after getting washed out Friday the trucks took to the track on Saturday for the FR8 208 at Atlanta Corey Heim got to the inside of Kyle Busch Motorsports teammate Chandler Smith got a push from teammate John Hunter Nemechek and held on to win his first NASCAR Cup Series uh, NASCAR Camping World Truck Series race of the season and then it was a really intriguing race that went into overtime for the NASCAR Xfinity Series with a brilliant move to the inside of leader leader Ryan Sieg. On the final lap of the second overtime, Ty Gibbs seized control of Saturday's Nally Cars 250 and won by just over a tenth of a second over runner-up Austin Hill. Uh, By the way, Gibbs led one lap of that event for the NASCAR Xfinity Series. And then things wrapped up on Sunday with a new car, new track, and new way to run Atlanta. It was super speedway racing with all the trimmings, and William Byron managed to keep an angry pack of drafting cars behind him for the final 10 laps of Sunday's Folds of Honor Quick Trick 500. It was a race that had 46 lead changes among 20 drivers, both of which are track records. Byron crossed crossed the line just a tenth of a second ahead of Christopher Bell and Ross Chastain. And that is a NASCAR Motor City Minute. That's what's happening in a Motor City Minute here on Horsepower Happenings. Good evening. Welcome in. I'm Zach Heiser. Rich France joins me from across the way. Good evening, sir. How you doing, Zach? Whew, man, I am doing good. It feels like it's time to go racing. I don't know about you. Yeah, it was pretty warm out there. I think I think over here, 65, 66, that's, that's either racing or golf weather, and I didn't have my clubs <laughs> with me today. So <laughs> Yeah, I had the windows down on the big Chev. We tickled 68 degrees here in uh, south central Michigan, so it was fantastic. I'm ready to go. Yeah, it was great. Uh, and you know what, Zach? Racing got a little bit closer to our region this weekend. And uh, with the Lucas Oil Dirt Late Model Series invading Atomic Speedway in Chillicothe, Ohio yesterday, for the Buckeye Spring 50, Devin Moran continued his hot start to 2022 by claiming the overall fast qualifier honors to kick off the night. Moran, Brandon Shepard, Jimmy Owens, and Ricky Thornton Jr. would take the heat wins. But when it came to feature time, it was over in a hurry. With Moran leading lap one, Owens would roar past, taking over the lead on lap two, and set sail. With only one caution throughout the 50-lap event, Owens would set a blistering pace in taking the win. In Zach, just over 17 minutes for 50 laps. Owens had his uh, number 20 Ramirez Motorsports machine on cruise control late in the event, taking the win by just over three quarters of a second over Moran. Tyler Erb would complete the podium. It was Owens' second series win of 2022 and the 79th of his stellar career. Uh, Next up for the series, a triple header weekend, April 8th through the 10th. On Friday, they'll visit Tyler County Speedway for the Hillbilly 100, followed by a 50-lap event on Saturday at Hagerstown, and then they'll wrap up the weekend on Sunday 
with the River Valley 40 at Port Royal Speedway. And, you know, as you mentioned, racing getting closer to our area, but here's the other thing about that, Rich France. Uh, A couple of events already being moved in the 2022 schedule, thanks to Mother Nature. Started last weekend at Brownstown Speedway when the Lucas Oil Lake Model Dirt Series lost their event for the uh, Indiana Icebreaker. Then Attica Raceway Park forced to move their season opening weekend back when rain and cold temperatures moved in. And now... Another weekend of racing has been canned. Uh, A lot of fans looking forward to the open wheel opening day with the 500 Sprint Car Tour and National Pavement Midget Championship at uh, IRP, Indianapolis Raceway Park. That all now has been pushed back to Monday, August 1st. So IRP going to be a couple of weeks here before they get things fired up. And that 500 Sprint Car Tour now going to be a couple of weeks removed from its season opener. Well, that, that IRP race is no longer going to be open-wheel opening day. It's just going to be open-wheel day, That's right? right? That's right. Yeah, a little technicality there. So that'll be pushed back. And, and man, I really was. I was looking forward to that weekend uh, with the 500 Sprint Car Tour, kind of seeing how that unfolded at IRP. So we'll have to see what happens here in a couple of weeks. Well, like we said, like we were talking about, you know, it's re- you know, and like, you know, it's really hard this time of year. You want to get started, right? It's been a long winter, but uh, you're, you're really at the mercy of, of Mother Nature. You know, not necessarily with, with the snow is bad this right. time of year, but, but it's the temperatures that you just got to get cleaned out a little bit. Uh, absolutely. Hey, uh, you, you know, a couple of drivers that we've had on the show and that we are watching right now, Rich, working their way up through the ranks in ARCA. The, uh, of course, uh, sanction that's really close to your heart has a lot of top young guns in it right now, and they're producing some pretty darn nice racing. Yeah, Zach, the 2020 ARCA Menards East Series opener last month at uh, at New Smyrna Speedway indicated that, this, that we would feature a healthy dose of of Sammy Smith versus Taylor Gray at the front of the field. And that was exactly the case in race number two on Saturday night at Five Flag Speedway in Pensacola, at least until Gray was issued a penalty for jumping a restart inside 20 laps to go. With Gray removed from the equation, uh, Smith, the 17-year-old defending E-Series champion, cruised to victory in the Pensacola 200. The triumph marked his fifth victory in E-Series competition and second in a row after his win a few weeks ago at New Smyrna. Leland Honeyman, who earned his first general tire pole award on Saturday afternoon at Five Flags, just ahead of his second ever East Series start, finished second to Smith after holding off a charging gray in the closing laps. Zach, the East Series now has a little bit of time off until Friday, April 29th at Dover Motor Speedway. Yeah, and this is, uh, this. I'm, I'm telling you, all these kids right now, I call them kids, all these drivers right now that are racing in ARCA are drivers that we're seeing taking names in late model racing, and now they're starting to climb that ladder. It's I don't know about for you, but it's been really cool for me to say, man, I was talking to that guy a couple of years ago you know, down at Winston or, or what have you, and now look at him. He's racing for championships in ARCA. We talked about that at the, you know, at the banquet. It was pretty cool. We had Sammy Smith on the show after his Winchester 400 win just this last fall. And uh, now he's just cleaning up in the, in, in the Arkham Menard series yeah. and East series. It's pretty cool. Did you watch any racing over the weekend on the big screen? Uh, I'm talking uh, Formula One, NTT IndyCar series, NASCAR Cup series, anything like that? NASCAR Cup Series I watched, Zach, and I know you're going to say, really, Rich? Really? You watched that? <laughs> well, the first, I do want to get to that because I think that that's going to be a big part of the show. But first, I, I want to, folks, take a listen to this from the NTT IndyCar Series. This is final lap, final corner action from yesterday at Texas. Can't get there, though. Not close enough. Teammate is coming. Here comes Joseph Newgarden on the high oh, side. It's going to be a tram race. Newgarden has done it. Newgarden wins on the final lap. How about that? Now that sounds like an exciting race. Holy smokes. And the caption, and of course, yeah, again, I, did, I didn't watch that race, but I, I, I saw one lap of it you saw uh, enough of it that's right yeah again audio courtesy of the ntt indycar series uh i'm telling you what what a show what a show nice nice job racing there you know it i will have to say because somebody you know somebody on social media made a comment uh that track is borderline way too fast for those race cars yes um 
boy, if something ever happens, uh, you just pray that they don't hit anything because those Indy cars are flat out flying with a capital F sack. Yeah. Flying and, and around a, that racetrack. A couple of big impacts as well during that race. But uh, anyhow, if you missed it, Joseph Newgarden took over, overtakes teammate Scott McLaughlin on the final lap getting the win at Texas Motor Speedway. Uh, just a fantastic showing. And then just to uh, put a cap on the uh, open wheel side of everything, uh, Charles Leclerc, or Leclerc, I'm not sure, with those you know foreign last names. Anyhow, Ferrari, 1-2 finish uh, in their season opener, uh, which was at the uh, Bahrain GP. So uh, F1 back underway as well. What is also back underway and has been for a couple of weeks is the NASCAR Cup Series. Atlanta Motor Speedway gets a fresh new pave with a fresh new race car. And if you can't believe it, Rich and I disagreeing on what we thought was, uh, I don't know, it was, a, it was a captivating weekend in NASCAR in Atlanta. Uh, we, we heard that it was going to be what was being described as Daytona and Talladega type racing with a lot of drafting. And that was the exact package that they were bringing was the super speedway package. And that's what we saw was bunched up. Uh, nobody could get away from each other. Everybody on top of each other, low horsepower racing for me and mine. That's not the Atlanta motor speedway. I come to know and love, but rich, you were all about it. I, I loved it. Zach. I thought, I, I understand how you can say that. Okay. Um, it was more like super speedway style dra- racing, but as exciting as it was for me, um, I call it Bristol on steroids. That's what I like. Now, why, why did you it. draw that comparison? Because if you were, if you were at Daytona or Talladega with 10 laps to go, William Byron leading, right? Right. William, William Byron does not win that race that nine, nine and a half times out of 10. Yes. Does not win that race if you're a Daytona or Talladega. He was driving the wheels off that car just to keep the 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 posse behind him for ten laps in a row. <laughs> he could not make a mistake, and um, you know he if it weren't for Ryan Blaney getting a little bit too aggressive on on Bubba in turns one and two uh, with a lap and a half to go. Yeah, you know we may be talking a whole different winner today because uh, Bubba was awfully, you know, everybody gives him a hard time, but Bubba was awfully strong yesterday at Atlanta. And, you know, the one thing I was going to say is I just don't like how all the cars get locked together. And if one person makes a mistake, you got a whole scramble and a madhouse uh, to not tear up race cars. But those drivers said it was pretty taxing uh, yesterday that if you got in a single file line at Daytona or Talladega, you could relax. And uh, William Byron said there was never an opportunity to relax unless we were under caution. Um, so it was a pretty taxing day. I'm thinking a lot of that was because they weren't used to running like that there at Atlanta in a mile and a half. That, yeah. And, yeah. I think, I think that was a little bit of taxing for them. I, you know, I, what other places do you go where you're almost flat footed around maybe uh, on new tires at, at Texas they can. Right. Uh, but that's about it. Um, but I, th- I just thought it was, I thought it was some great racings. I'm not on board with these cars yet. I'm, I'm, I don't know. I that that's still going slow on me. But I thought the racing was great. And um, yeah, what a, what a better way to finish up by tearing up about ten cars at the finish, <laughs> <laughs> just like Daytona. And oh Talladega, man, right? I don't know about that. But uh, it was yeah. I mean, it was okay. It wasn't what I was hoping for. Uh, it was said to me though. If you're in my camp and you're like, man, that is not what I wanted out of this mile and a half uh, at Atlanta. It was at least explained to me with a repave, what you're typically going to see is everybody fighting for one lane around the bottom if they'd have brought their normal mile and a half package for all three divisions. This way, you actually had side-by-side competitive racing, not everybody just fighting for the bottom. So I don't know what it's going to take. I don't know if we're going to be a couple, five years of running like this to kind of get the new surface broke in uh, until we can kind of go back to a normal mile and a half. What I really hope for me is that this doesn't become the new mile and a half racing for NASCAR because I'm not here for it. No, I, I, I like that. I like what we saw yesterday better than the old Atlanta where every car was two or three seconds apart. Yeah. And they were all spread out and you had 12 cars on the lead lap. And, and that wasn't very exciting for me. You know, I, I don't, 
normally with IndyCar racing, you get that. Cars are spread out. You don't get the finishes that you got yesterday, um, you know, like you got at Texas. So right. um, I, I would I would rather take the former and have the cars closer together than have cars spread out over the racetrack two, three seconds apart. Um, that's like watching paint dry to me. With that, we move into our first guest of the night i guess he's not really a guest he's part of the family uh chuck darling joins us chuck was responsible for the michigan auto racing fan club uh bowling tournament that happened over the weekend where rich and i have agreed not to talk about how we did um and why is that may i ask <laughs> is that fair rich we we agreed not to talk about how things went on saturday well, yeah yeah that's that's true between one guy not me that could throw nothing but splits right zach yeah that's right and, and and I kept throwing the money out there for Zach to pick up a split, and he still couldn't do it. I was waving tens all day long. If you would have, and, and he walked away with the same amount of money he had in his pocket. Hey, but I, I <laughs> if you would have thrown a ten for me to throw the ball behind me, I, I could have pocketed that one. Where is a video? Where is a videographer when you need one? Every we always have one in racing everywhere to pick up everything. We did not pick that up. Uh, I wish we did, but. You know, Zach, we had a great time. Uh, it was a fun, fun time as always. Second year in a row. Uh, Chuck and you guys had a good turnout too. We did. We had a really good turnout. We were 10 bowlers up from last year. We had uh, 46 bowlers compared to the bowlers we had last year. And again, it's all for a great cause. Michigan Auto Racing Fan Club, fifth annual bowling tournament presented by the fine folks at northsidetowing.net. Jeff Finley and family do a great job. Um, they've been with us the last couple of years, and I can't thank them enough for their help and support, along with uh, Dale Spencer especially. He was the one that reached out to me, got me hooked up with Jeff Finley. So big kudos to Dale for helping out with that. But, yeah, it was a great time. Uh, lots of bench racing going on. Um, I was putting out a few fires here and there, but uh, <laughs> that's what a good promoter does, I guess, right? That's right. So, uh, yeah, it was it was a really fun time. Um Lots of awards given out, and it was great to see you guys again. You know, uh, I got to thank you guys for coming out and supporting. Uh, I'm sad that you uh, lost to our good buddy Brad Bergevin for uh, <laughs> the farthest distance traveled by. I, I rechecked it; it was four miles. Oh man, I should I should have moved, huh? Or <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I should have said, "Hey, I'm from Flat Rock." You know, I, I, that's cool though. Um, it was great meeting Brad. Uh, he's really one of our one of our um, fans that, that really, uh, you know, he's really involved in the Gary, did you know, segment. And, and he's always a answering the questions and it was finally, you know, it, it's really cool sometimes to put a name with a face, you know, because I, I you know, I don't, I have no idea how long it would have taken us through this season uh, to finally come across him somewhere at a racetrack, but we were able to do it this weekend. And I thought it was pretty cool. Well, now the thing is, is what did Zach think about that, finding that out after the fact that that was Brad? <laughs> yeah, I know. It was pretty, he kept, it was, uh, it was great to meet him. Like, like Rich said, uh, he, he kept looking over at me. Like, I think I know that guy. And then he saw the, uh, the logo and, uh, yeah, that was, that was really cool to meet him. And, and also, uh, Chuck, it was a really cool moment for the Michigan Art Racing Fan Club. Um, and, and I know with your involvement there a little bit. Uh, not only did we have the, the changing of the guard per se with the first kind of activity with Wild Bill kind of stepping back and, and seeing, uh, you know, uh, a new face at the helm, but one of the founding members was able to be there in attendance as well, which I thought was really cool. Yeah, that was really neat. Uh, Willis Flockstra, one of the original founding fathers of the Michigan Auto Racing Fan Club. He's the lone surviving member of the founding fathers group, uh, Six individuals got together in 1965 and formed the Michigan Auto Racing Fan Club, and it's still going strong today. And he wanted to be there to kind of send Bill off for his dedication. And I think his words were true. You know, it as successful as the club has been now going forward, let's keep it going for another 65 years or so. Yeah, absolutely. And then also, uh, I want to talk a little bit more, Chuck, for this event about Racing for Miracles. I know you kind of grazed on that a little bit with Northside Towing stepping up to help with this event. Um, but but talk about how this bowling tournament that we all went to supports Racing for Miracles and kind of what they do. Well, each year, uh, back in, we'll backtrack just a little bit, but back in the day in the old MSTRC days, we would pick individuals in the racing community that have had hard times or whatever. And some of them wouldn't come back to the tournament after they had received the funds. So I'm like, well, let's just do it for a charity. And each year we change it out. 
This year we did it for Racing for Miracles and it raises money to help kids at Hurley Children's Hospital in Flint. Um, Sarah Qual is a great ambassador for the sport and great for helping out the kids at Hurley with the money being raised going towards some of their music programs, some of their art programs um, and all that good stuff. So all that money goes to such a great cause. It's really an awesome event. And it was really cool because Sarah and her husband Scott came up, introduced themselves to Zach and I uh, at the very beginning uh, before we ever got, you know, started with bowling and, and, and explained to us that she was going to be involved with the, with, with the event at Birch Run, the modified event at Birch Run for Racing for Miracles. So that's going to be cool, too. And it was pretty oh, yes, cool, definitely. too. Sarah, Sarah and I got paired up. We uh, ended up on a team together and ended up bowling near each other. And uh, Sarah, if you don't feel bad because I didn't do good either. So, hey, at least we had fun. <laughs> Hey, it's all about raising money for a good cause. Uh, yeah, the Racing for Miracles group, I mean, they've had their um, their go-kart event out to uh, Shepherds. They had a virtual event due to Corona. And, uh, you know, we were, we were just fortunate enough to help them out and raise money for their cause. And that event that they're putting on out there uh, on June 3rd out to Bertrand Speedway is going to be huge. $5,000 to win for the Modifieds. It's going to be great. And we're going to cover that. We're going to have Sarah on the show uh, coming up a couple weeks before that event, and we'll get a lot more deeper into it then. But, Chuck, we don't have to go over my loss this weekend uh, to Brad, but go ahead and go over the award winners that did walk away with something. All right. Let me pull it up here. So we have – we had, you know, like I said, 46 bowlers were there, which was just awesome, you know. Uh, I do have to say the racing community getting the word out, it, it's just awesome to see everybody sign up. Uh, we had uh, the high score for men was Tom with a 247. Uh, Norma picked up the high score for the women with a 171. Uh, Dale Spencer and Chuck uh, W, I'm sorry, I forgot his last name, uh, had the team high score with an 853. And then we had our Greg Yost Never Give Up Award, which actually, <laughs> ironically enough, went to uh, Ron Hart's son, Ace for yeah. the score of a 12, which was really cool because it was their first time at the event. And not only that, but Ace ended up winning the uh, Chad Finley package with the door panel that was autographed, the MARF membership, the T-shirt, and all that stuff. It was really great. We also did some other special awards. Um, we had a uh, random draw for um, the $25 gas card for the farthest traveled, which went to Brad, which was really cool. Um, sorry again, Rich. And uh, we had a racer, <laughs> we had a racer $25 Speedway uh, gift card, which went to uh, Travis Dexter. And then Scott Qual ended up winning the $50 uh, gift certificate from uh, DTS Drivetrain Specialist, which was also really cool. And uh, our Chris Throgmartin Spirit Award this year, presented by Tra uh, Talon RV, uh, went to a very surprised Jack Oakley. This was the first year that I never put anything on Facebook about who was going to get the award. And his son was in on it with me, kept it a secret, got him to the tournament. And the look on his face was just priceless. Now, for those who don't know, I mean, I've heard a little bit, but it, it, tell me who Jack Oakley is and, and the fans listening who maybe have heard that name, but aren't sure why. Jack Oakley is, uh, he is a professional bleacher creature that does a lot of videotapes uh, at Spartan, Springport, Corrigan, wherever he goes, he takes his video camera with him. And he, out of his own dime, will provide drivers copies of that night's races. I've been on the receiving end of several of Jack's videos, and I'm greatly appreciative. And you'll see several cars at Corrigan, Springport, Owasso that do have Jack Oakley video. Even though it's not, it's just him doing it for fun. They have it on their cars because they appreciate him so much. And each year we take the Chris Throgmart Spirit Award and present it to somebody that exemplifies what Chris stands for in auto racing. Chris was uh, always a good friend of mine. He still is a good friend of mine. Uh, he helped out with the MSTRC back in the day. And I said it at the bowling tournament. He is the one guy that told me in the old MSTRC days, when you're on social media, Always watch what you say because you never know who is reading that post. 
Well, Chuck, uh, as as Rich said and as I said, what a fun event that was. Uh, got got a chance to sit around and have a couple adult beverages and uh, hang out with the Finleys and hang out with a couple of folks. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> the tally just kept on going. Uh, but it really was a good time. And, uh, Chuck, I know, like you said, Northside Towing stepping up and helping out. Uh, what, what an awesome event and looking forward to it again next year. Now, I will tell you, I'd like to see you move that event up a couple of weeks because if Attica would have been racing that weekend, man, Rich and I would have had a decision to make. Hey, I, I know. I, I know that's always in the background. You know, I not that I wanted to see it rain out, but I was happy to see it rain right. out because <laughs> that guaranteed that you guys were up there. That's right. But, um, you know, I, I got to thank, you know, I got to thank everybody that helps out in a small way with this. Uh, it's not a one man show. I got to thank Bill Barnhart for reaching out to me because, you know, we hit the 13th annual under MSTRC and I just ended it. He reached out to me and wanted to continue it. So I got to thank Bill. He's the outgoing president of Michigan Auto Racing Fan Club. Got to give a huge shout out to Dale Spencer again for helping uh, kind of coordinate a lot of stuff, you know, help, helping me get in touch with Jeff Finley. Of course, Jeff Finley, Northside Towing. And of course, you know, I got to thank my family. You know, my family stands by me, whatever I do in racing, they help out at the raffle table. They help out at the scoring table, collecting money. Uh, big shout out to Big Ed Inlos as well for helping, you know, be kind of like the secretary this year as Brian was typing stuff up and I was writing names down. But yeah, we're working on details for next year. And as announced at the bowling tournament this year, next year's charity, along with the Randall Gittner Memorial Benevolent Fund, will be um, Alzheimer's and dementia awareness. Um, unfortunately, we lost uh, Bob Finley due to a little bit of complications from life, plus he suffered from that. Um, my dad passed away several years ago, and he suffered from that. So I thought it very fitting that that will be our charity of choice for next season. You know, Chuck, the only thing um... – you know, your family does a great job, but your wife didn't help me out any. I spent enough money. I wanted to win that Chad Finley door, right? <laughs> I spent enough money, and I came up two numbers short oh, of winning the door. Two numbers short. She said Jeff, she Jeff Finley was going to have to take that thing home, and I was going to have to catch up to him later because there's no way that door would have fit on my car unless the 42 of Chad Finley was going to be driving down I-96 on the way home, strapped to the outside of my Malibu. <laughs> What's really funny is my wife said if she would have had more money, she was going to buy more tickets because she bought one of the first tickets that went in there. And I do have to thank Jeff Finley because he did something that was pretty awesome and a lot of people wouldn't do. He asked how much money was in that raffle for just that prize alone. And I told him we only had like five or six buyers so far. He gave me a little bit of extra money and said, you know what, let's pick out a few people and we'll just hand these tickets out. And and I will tell you, I, I will update a little storyline to that. Um, Ace, the young boy that won it, right, mm -hmm. um, was one of the tickets that Jeff gave away. I, yep. I Jeff, Jeff came down to our lane and he says, you know anybody that was one? I said, that little boy down there, this is his first time here. And he went down to Ace, gave him a ticket. That ticket won the door. Yep. It was it was a really cool moment to uh, to see, and I I told them when they got that I'm like I'm gonna laugh if you actually get that with him <laughs> and Ron being their first time, and apparently according to Ron it's up in Ace's room. <laughs> That's awesome. Now he said he needed to clear it with mom to see if that was gonna work or not. So apparently, apparently it did. It got it got cleared. Yeah. That's awesome, Chuck. Nice job, man. Congratulations on a great event. Thanks for having us. Hey, thank you guys for coming out and supporting it. Uh, keep watch of the Facebook, uh, my Facebook page, and I'll create an event page. And when we get the date set for next year, we'll post it there. All right, Chuck. Chuck Darling uh, hosting the Michigan Auto Racing Fan Club Bowling Tournament, uh, raising funds for racing for miracles, and, of course, uh, a great contributor here at Horsepower Happenings. Now it's time to get into our first guest of the evening. And, uh, well, sometimes, even in racing, you got to call audibles every once in a while. Yeah, Zach, uh, you know, we, we were supposed to have Dean on, right? And uh, not feeling well tonight. So uh, we, we, we figured not tonight was going to be a good night to cover the player hater Wild West shootout coming up inside of two weeks. Now, the first official race for 2022 in the state of Michigan. And, uh, you know, filling in for Dean tonight, Lynette, welcome to Horsepower Happenings. Hi, thanks for having us. Man, uh, inside two weeks, you guys got to get be getting pretty excited up there at Winston. Yeah, yeah, we've been, we had hot laps this last weekend, 
and um, the track was a little muddy at first, but we had some pretty good sessions towards the end. Yeah, I was going to ask, um, you know, we just got rid of the last snow we had in the last week or snow. So uh, when did when did you guys finally get the, get rid of the last little bit you had? Uh, I'd say probably about a week ago. We've had some really good weather this week. Um, it all melted. So then now let's let's get into this. It's April 1st and 2nd, Friday and Saturday. It's a two-day show. And um, let's start out on Friday, kind of the format, because we know the big races are all going to be run on Saturday. Yep, yep. So on Friday, our pit gates will open at 3. The grandstands will open at 4. We'll have hot laps at 5 for all classes except for the mini wedges. And then um, draw will end at 5. And then the super late models will qualify um, for their position. And then the rest will um, will do the heat race position. And then our racing starts at 6. And then um, we'll just go right into that. Um, we are going to offer a uh, $200 for the fast time in the super late. And then um, right after that, we go right into our, our heat races. And this has always been intriguing to me. Uh, this, this race, and I don't know, Lynette, if you can speak on this or not, but this race was originally, uh, something that was going to be an end of the year race back in what, 2019, I think. And then it got postponed, postponed, and then postponed to the beginning of the next year. And now all of a sudden it seems like it has found a home early in April, which just doesn't seem like it'll work when you look at it on paper, but you guys have had a successful last year. You guys had a great race there last year. Yeah, so at the end of the year, um, everybody has their, their uh, two-day shows already. So it was really hard to try to figure out um, a weekend that would work, that would not interfere with someone else. So when we decided to pick that one weekend, and then it rained out, and then we kept trying in October, and it just rained and rained more and more and more, we decided, well, heck, let's just try it in April when no one else is open yet. We'll try it, and then, and then last year it went really good. Um, this year we're hoping for the same, um, if we can get some decent weather, which they are starting to call for better and better weather. So we're hopeful anyway. I I just remember too, and Rich, I know you do. We were down there in the infield watching that thing. And, uh, it was probably, I would say that was in the top five of one of the best late model races that we saw, uh, all season. If you can start out 2022 with a last corner, last straightaway pass coming to the checker, Dona Marcullier and Travis Stemmler, how can you, if you start 2022 like that, um, you get, that's a win, isn't it? <laughs> Man, what a show. What a show. And, and Lynette, I know too, you kind of are stuck in the ticket booth, but you hear everybody yeah. talk, you hear everybody talk as they come in or as they leave or on social media and all that. I mean, this is a really, this has become your guys' staple event now for, for Winston Speedway. Yeah, yeah. Good thing we had um, footage for that race because I don't see a single race every week. <laughs> and so I was able to watch that race um, later. Like, I think it was like Monday, I think. He's like, you got to see this. I was like, okay. <laughs> so I, you know, he pulls it all up on the computer and I was like, dang, that was sweet. So yeah, that was really that was really cool. So I'm hoping to at least catch something this year. Now I know, as you said, uh, Dean was the one who's going to be prepared to speak on this, and and this may be one of those hardball questions that you asked me not to throw at you. But uh, <laughs> <clears throat> you guys are making the decision to bring pro late models back for a second year, kind of an experimental year last year. Um, uh, how, how how are you guys feeling about that class here in 2022? The pro late class, I think, is actually going to grow. Um, I know we've been in talks with a few people and I know that there's like in one garage in particular, there'll be three new ones that were not out of, that were not at the track last year. Um, I think maybe by, I would say the, maybe the, after the first month or so, I think what, there's a chance to have 12 to 15. Wow. Mm-hmm. That would be fantastic. Now, I want to go back to uh, the reason I bring them up is because they are part of the lineup for the Player Hater Weekend that includes a whole lot of racing. The other thing I think is cool is uh, we have the traditional cir- circle track show and the circle track program that everybody expects and comes to know. But on the end of that, and you did this last year as well, uh, you tag the Player Hater with a 100-lap Enduro to end everything. That's pretty cool. Yep, yep. This year we added that again. Um, that was, um, people enjoyed that. So that'll be, that'll be cool. Um, we're going to have lightning sprints this year and then, um, we're going to have, uh, Midwest 
dirt compacts are going to come in for our cyber show. So they're the cybers will race with them for this year. So they're going to open their season with us as well. So that's new this year. So we, we talked about, we talked about Friday. Let's get into Saturday because the times are just a little bit different for Saturday. Uh, and you're going to start, you know, the racing is going to start, you know, a little earlier than in the evening. Yes. Yep. We're going to, um, so gate, pit gates will open at two. Grandstands will be at three and then racing will start at four. Um, whatever we can't get done on Friday, we're going to obviously start with that. So if we have to do any B features, those will be first. And then we'll go into A mains after that. And then the enduro will be last. Now I have to say, you know, I keep teasing Zach because Zach didn't make it for Friday. He came, he came up Saturday and I was there for Friday and Saturday and Friday was a little chilly for me, but boy, mm -hmm. Saturday, Saturday by starting earlier, uh, it sure made it awfully comfortable. Yeah. Yep. That was a lot better. Well, Lynette, uh, again, uh, appreciate you stepping up to the plate here uh, last minute. Uh, of course, hope that Dean will be able to get to, to feeling better. But it is the first official race uh, for the Michigan calendar in 2022. And, of course, we're looking forward to being there as well. April 1st and 2nd, Rich France has the uh, the, the lucky draw to get to go up there and take that in. And uh, it's going to be a great show. Again, one more time, Lynn, Lynette, uh, for the fans and for the drivers maybe who aren't committed yet, this player-hater Wild West Shootout is uh, such a full event. What are the divisions that we're going to get to see race all weekend? So we'll have the super late models, modified pro late, street stocks, cybers with that compact series, warriors, young guns, mini wedges, and lightning sprints. Awesome. Lynette, uh, and of course, folks can find out more by finding Winston Speedway, Rothbury, Michigan on Facebook. So Lynette, thanks so much for stepping up to the plate. We're looking forward to seeing you in a couple weeks. Of course. Well, glad to have you. Well, Zach, uh, it's the third Monday of the month again, and you know what that means. It's uh, Gary, did you know? And uh, obviously, we get to before we get this started, we are going to bring in our Michigan Motorsports Hall, of, my Michigan Motorsports Hall of Fame partner at Flat Rock and Toledo Speedway, Gary Lindahl. Welcome to Horsepower Happenings. Thank you very much, guys. I certainly do appreciate. It. Can you believe this is quiz number twelve? I cannot. <laughs> is that year. amazing? Wow! When, you know, when Rich talked me into doing this over beers. <laughs> Who knew it was going to be this, you know, go on this long. It's pretty cool. All right. So you spent 12 months with Zach and I on, uh, on every third Monday of, of the month. Uh, how'd you oh, enjoy it's been your first great. year? Oh, it's been great, man. I enjoy it. Uh, you know, I enjoy getting back into the quiz because a lot of people do remember uh, the Mark Times. And, uh, Rich, I know you see that pop up on uh, Facebook from time to time. People going back and going, man, I really miss that paper. And I, you know, and I actually miss writing for it too, because I wrote for 35 years, you know, in that range before they shut her down. So I well, had, uh, had a great time doing it. If you don't mind, we're going to just roll you over into season two. Okay. Sound good? Not a problem. Easiest that contract negotiation I've ever been a part of. <laughs> that was easy. <laughs> that wasn't even over a beer, Rich. Man, he's getting easier. <laughs> Yeah, right. no kidding, it does. All right, let's so Gary, so Gary, there just let's uh, yeah, let's just touch base on something. You know, um, a lot of people, and I know they were when, when I was on vacation. You know, a lot of people have been asking me how you're doing. Uh, we were at the Michigan Racing Fan Club bowling tournament this weekend, and there were a lot of people up there that would asking how you're doing. Let everybody know. You know, you had you had a little hiccup in February. Let everybody know how you're doing. Well, I certainly did have a hiccup in February, and uh, I had a lot of testing done. I had uh, uh, I had anemia number one, which is a low hemoglobin blood count. I'm not going to bother you with all the scientific terms. It's just I didn't have a whole lot of oxygen in my blood. So first time I ever had a blood transfusion. And uh, then when they did all those tests, they found out that I had uh, some blood leakage in the colon. So they repaired that. And so far, I've been doing very, very well. A whole lot better. Hence the bus trip to Unknown good. Bars. <laughs> What's that? I said, hence the bus trip to Unknown Bars, right? That, that oh, means yeah. that you're hence well on your way to Monday. Yes. Yeah, there, there you go. So, yeah, I was a little, uh, I was a little better. I'm going, okay, I, I can do this, you know. <laughs> so, so hey, that worked out very well. So, it, it, we're doing well. I mean, uh, Sharon on her, uh, 
her back is uh, somewhat better now. So she's getting around a little bit better. So, well, that's you know, good. people I'm glad, were happy glad to see us both on the bus tour from yeah, our club, we, too, because we had a lot of people. Yeah, it was kind of bummer when you guys couldn't, either one of you could really not get out of the house too much. So, but it, it's really good to hear both of you are doing well, Gary. Yeah, well, it, <laughs> from, my, from my point of view, I, I, I'm happy about that, too. That's for sure. Now, but, hey, uh, I, like we talked. Like we talked, this is uh, one of those quizzes that's a play on words and fun. Yeah, you took a little different angle this time. Instead of instead of having direct questions, you kind of did some word word games with it. And so I think we'll have some fun with this one. Let's go ahead and get started, Gary, with question number one. Okay, and this was kind of a, a direct question. Uh, question number one: This open wheel driver, who was very successful, by the way, was called the Gobbler. I was out. Out. Well, I, w- I would have been out on that one, too, but somebody's going to answer this one. I would think so. I would really think somebody would get this one. And you know what? I, I don't really know the story behind it other than maybe he gobbled up a lot of wins over his career. So, Or he, he was, was a turkey, turkey hunter. I don't know. I don't know either one. <laughs> you know, so... All right, that was question number one. Now let's move into this one. I think a lot, you can't, it, it, I think it's kind of funny, but uh, I think a lot of people will get this one, Gary. Question number two. I would think so. And you know, Rich, it's crazy. 12 times chasing a hurricane. Can you believe that? Hmm, I wonder who that could be. I don't know. But I would think that some people would be able to. Hey, I got to throw one in there that people can figure out. You know what I mean? I had that one. So that I would one, think well, it is a little play on words. That one was so for I me. I would think they would figure that out a little bit. Gary, sw- just, Gary was starting to feel bad. He had to give one that Zach could get. Give one to Zach that he could get. <laughs> now, this I is finally had to do that. By the way. 12 quizzes, I give Zach one. That's right. Yeah. That's yeah. right. And we and are I threw him one over the plate. We are looking for two drivers' names, by the way. Yes. So. Yes, we are looking for two drivers. That is correct. Okay, that one I think you uh, threw out there is a little bit of candy for everybody, Gary. Well, uh, I think it was because I hate to make everything so difficult all the time for everybody. So, <laughs> you know, speaking of I difficult, like be- speaking of difficult and hard, let's move to question number three. <laughs> okay, so question number three: uh, This Midwest driver is known as the Old Grump. I was out on that. I, you know, I, I've heard the name, but I did, never heard the name with the old grump. So uh, I, probably w- I probably wouldn't have gotten that one either. No, but I tell you what, uh, he, you know, he's a, he's a Midwest guy and raced a lot of different places or whatever like that. So I remember the name. I, I would I, imagine, I just, though, I would imagine some people would get this one, though, that one, you know? Yep, yep. Well, we'll give that one a shot. Question number four is actually pretty funny. I remember both these guys, so um, <laughs> I, I, I couldn't believe you threw that one in there. But this one's pretty cool. And unless you're from, I don't know, it, maybe there might be some people from Mid Michigan that might know these guys. But well, the you got to remember that, you know. And we and we traveled with, uh, you know, we traveled with the figure eights. Yep. You remember that, you know, the quality coach series. So. Yep. So question number traveling. four. <laughs> okay, question number four. These figure eight driving brothers had the perfect nicknames. One howled at the moon and one showed you the moon. <laughs> A little play on words there, but Yep, and I would have gotten this is the other one that I would have gotten right. Yeah, and once you see this you go, Oh man, really? You know. And that's just because of where I where I spent my time the last 25 well, absolutely. Years, and I've sure. heard the names. That's the only reason why. Yep. Yep. Well, Gary, uh, uh, that. Uh, the, I, was, I was just going to say, the next time we talk, man, you'll only be a couple of weeks removed from uh, getting your uh, season fired up at Flat Rock in Toledo. That is true. Uh, you're absolutely right. So always look forward to that. And, uh, geez, I, you know, because we're home, we're not in Florida, uh, and they – popped in a racer's reunion on us back in Toledo. And I always enjoyed that with a fan club meeting. And that's April 9th at Toledo Speedway. So that'll be fun. 
So there's always a pretty good group of people that end up going to that. Yeah, that's usually a pretty full house, Gary. I'll be there, by the way. Um, yeah. Th- and they'll have the uh, April, if you're if you're a Michigan Auto Racing fan club member, they will have the April meeting that day as well at Toledo Speedway. Um, yes, they will. And, and then what do you think this year, Gary? Um, at Flat Rock, we're getting started a week later this year. Well, you know what? That's interesting, but if you... If you look back, you know, on on what goes on, you know, at the first part of the season, I mean, for any kind of promoter, uh, actually April's a crapshoot. Yeah. You know, you go to the end of the month or whatever like that. Sometimes you can hit a home run with it's 75, 80 degrees. But most generally, it's been on the other end of that deal and 45. And, you know, and I know people talked about starting early, like starting at 4 o'clock. But I tell you what, even early in the season, when you get to May and that sun goes down, it gets cold. I don't care what it is. And Rich, you know, and I know that it gets cold in that parking lot. Well, it all de- <laughs> it all depends. Yeah, because we don't we don't know each other well enough to just go home. Yeah, that's <laughs> no, what I was we gonna don't. say. <laughs> well, and I just was gonna say it all depends on what's in the coffee cup, right, Rich France? Um, the, no coffee cups allowed. <laughs> no, no, no. Now you can have a can koozie. That's as close as you get. Well, fellas, so. uh, I know you're looking forward to that. And Gary, hey, thank you so much. A year in uh, with Gary, did you know? And I don't know. Maybe this will be the week, Rich. Uh, I don't know. This might be the week that we get somebody to get them all. We came close last week or uh, last month, and um, you know we're. It, uh, one of these is. I think we could get. I could think we could have somebody get three of these questions. That fourth one. So. That fourth one is going to be tough. But uh, you know, it, if you got Google, maybe you got a shot at it. Well, that is. Uh, you know, that is true. And the interesting thing is, if you follow any kind of auto racing at all, some of those things you see on Facebook. Yeah. You know. That's true. So. All right, Gary. Well, it hey- is. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. As always, we appreciate it. Always have a lot of fun. Rich, we'll see you soon. You got it, my friend. All righty. Well, again, I want to say thanks to Gary for making time to do the Did You Know? Uh, and for, how about that, a whole year? I, I That was like, wow, show number 12? What? Quiz 12? Are you kidding? How did that happen already? Do you like how we slid the new contract in there on him for oh, 2022? That, you know it's ex- easy. You know exactly how to wheel and deal that man, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've been around each other a while. So, uh, but uh, he's having too much fun with it, and uh, we're having fun with it. The fans are having fun with it. So, uh, no reason Gary comes back second season with uh, Gary. Did you know? Love it. Also, Chuck Darling uh, appreciate his work with Horsepower Happenings and coming on to talk the bowling tournament. And uh, Lynette Wilkinson, uh, Wilkerson rather, uh, stepping up to the plate in the uh, substitute role for Dean, who is under the weather tonight. So appreciate her stepping in to talk some details. Yeah, exactly. And and Zach, we, we need to talk about what we have coming up because close to Michigan, we do have a race coming this weekend. That's right. Not in Michigan. Um, as ever, if you hadn't heard, uh, Attica Raceway Park, both nights canceled this weekend. Um, it just wasn't it was conducive n- was for n- racing. Never going to be. It never was going to happen uh, with the water that was coming out of the clouds. But they're going to try it again this Friday. Uh, 410 sprints, 305 sprints, UMP late models at Attica Raceway Park on Friday. Rain date will be once again on Saturday, but Friday night. Gates open at 5 p.m. Racing at 745 at Attica Raceway Park. And then you put it in here, uh, but I think it's a a great, great plug. If you're looking for a little road trip this weekend, you might be able to find a couple of guys to uh, convoy with because the 11th annual Fall Brawl is taking place at Davenport Speedway in Iowa. And we talked with Chad Finley over the weekend. He said he thinks there's a couple, three guys that are going out there, including uh, himself and uh, maybe even a Bauer. And uh, I don't know who else you might see out there. Rich Bell is committed. So uh, a couple of guys that we're used to seeing run here in the state of Michigan are, are thinking about heading out to Davenport for some Fall Brawl action. Yep. Logan Nickerson was announced as heading That's out right. there. I think, I think they're heading out there. And then just last week, uh, Rusty Schlank was added to the list. So the winner of the Wood Tick uh, last year heading out to the Thaw Brawl to take his shot out there. 40 laps, $10,000 to, to win on Friday. $20,000, Zach, 70-lap late model feature 
on Saturday at the 11th annual Thaw Brawl at Davenport Sport Davenport Speedway out in Iowa. Are you making the trip? Um, no, I'm not making that trip. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. All right. Hey, you know what trip you are making, though, is coming up here in a couple of weeks. As we discussed here tonight, uh, the player hater, Wild West Shootout, Winston Speedway. Bring your uh, bring your parka, bring your snowsuit, bring, bring whatever you need, uh, because they're going to be racing April 1st and 2nd. Racing in Michigan, I'll do that. It wasn't so bad. It wasn't a park. I I had I had a turtleneck long sleeve shirt on for Friday. Um, I I had a um, a hoodie on, and my nice toasty horsepower happenings brand new coat yes. that I had received last. And I was actually pretty comfortable. I agree. And then and then last year when you arrived, we were pulling our coat off. That's it was right. So nice on Saturday. That's right. Yeah. You know. So. Uh, yeah, Friday night's a chilly night because they're racing in the evening. But starting earlier, uh, you know, as as Lynette said, starting at four o'clock in the afternoon, daylight. It's going to be daylight till seven thirty, eight o'clock. It should be just fine for the racing. Three thousand dollars to win for the super late models. Two thousand to win for the IMCA modifieds. All other classes from Winston Speedway in action. Uh, I am really looking forward to that weekend, Zach, again. It's going to be great, and I'm appreciative of you going up there to cover that one. And, uh, of course, all the information you need is available online at Winston Speedway on Facebook. Uh, great ticket packages available for that. And a couple of, like we said in the interview when we talked with Lynette, that's uh, we're, not, we're not joshing anybody. That was one of the best late model races we saw all year, and it was the first one that we saw right out of the gate last year. It was fantastic. Yeah, we were down in the infield, like you know, you were alluding to, and and we're watching that race, and we figured, what it's Travis over. Stemler had it in the bag. Yeah, right? it's over. And all of a sudden, inside of five laps to go, we're looking up, and we look at each other, and said, "Where'd that six M come from?" <laughs> and he was on him on the move, and I don't think, uh, you know, coming out of turn four, Travis had right nothing. Up, I mean, right on the fence. Uh, I mean, he yep. had that Hoosier tire planted right on the guardrail. And how how can you start a race season in Michigan? any better than that if they get anything close to that it'll be a solid weekend and we've always seen some good racing every time we've been to winston looking forward to it again coming up in a couple of weeks that's going to do it for tonight's program appreciate again chuck darling uh gary lindall and uh, lynette wilkinson being on the show tonight as we head on in to a busy end of the uh month of march and look toward an extremely busy month of April as race season kicks back off in and around the Great Lakes region. For Scott Mellon, who pays the bills, for Rich France, who is my co-host, I'm Zach Heiser. Thanking you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of Horsepower Happenings. You've been listening to Horsepower Happenings. Catch up on past episodes by logging on to horsepowerhappenings.com. And be sure to tune in next week to keep up on what's happening.